Welcome to Grow Up. Insights on how businesses can use technology to grow better. Please welcome your hosts, Jason Parkinson and Mark Hammer. Welcome to the Grow Up Podcast. It's Jason Parkinson. Mark Hammer is on vacation in sunny Florida this week, so I decided to take the show on the road. Uh, not as far as Mark went, though. We're not, not going to Florida. But I did take it down to a, a lo- little local coffee shop here in Peoria called Zion, and I invited a good friend of mine, Kara Kaminsky, to join me for coffee this morning. And I'm excited about this topic. We're going to be talking about building a business on social media when you are the business. But first, Christy's got a look at another example of how technology has disrupted an industry. Thanks, Jason. Twitter founder Jack Dorsey's friend Jim had a problem. He ran a cash-only business and found that he was turning away potential paying customers. That led to Square, one of the pioneering examples of a mobile credit card reader. Now that a simple smartphone add-on can process credit cards, small business owners of every variety are able to open up their payment policies. That helps delight customers who don't carry cash and helps businesses grow better. I'm Christy Sparling with another great moment in technology history. Jason? Thanks, Christy. Kara Kamensky, I've, I've been trying to get you on this podcast for a little while now, I think. Yes, absolutely. And I'm awesome to be here. I'm so excited. <laughs> so Kara, let me give you a little background and then I'm going to let Kara tell her own story. So Kara and I go way back. I've got a uh, another business outside of One Fire in the wedding industry. And we run into Kara all the time from Kara Kamensky Photography. Kara is one of the leading photographers for wedding photography family photography, all kinds of um, uh, just amazing images that she can create uh, here in the central Illinois region. And you travel all over the place. So, I mean, uh, you, weren't you just in Ireland or somewhere? I was. And yeah, next month I'm going to Florida. Wow. So, that sounds yeah, awesome. Not a bad gig. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> so I kind of wanted to talk today a little bit about how social media has helped you grow, some of the pitfalls that you've found in using social media, and more importantly, with your name being Kara Kamensky and your mm-hmm. business's name being Kara Kamensky. Right. How do you work to separate or combine those things when you start talking about, you know, a solopreneur like yourself, you know, using your own brand on social media? So I guess if you want to start, how did you get into photography and how did you get so darn good at it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. Uh, So photography was never my thing. I actually was an education major. And uh, went to school to be a teacher, Uh, decided to stay home when I had my kids. And uh, my son was born with some health issues. And we were a one-income family trying to make it. Needed to become a two-income family. Exactly. (laughs) So I uh, actually gave my shot at a few other businesses uh, that failed miserably and uh, decided one day on a whim that I wanted to be a photographer and uh, had never done it, never shot a camera. Um, We obviously didn't have enough money to afford supper, let alone buying all the fancy (laughs) new equipment. Sure. Uh, So I decided to have a garage sale. Um, So got everything ready for the garage sale and on a whim, about 20 minutes before the garage sale started, went upstairs, printed business cards for the business that I did not even own a camera for (laughs) and passed out. You're ambitious though. That's good. Positive thinking. Uh, Passed out the business cards at the garage sale and uh, ended up not only making enough at that garage sale to buy a camera and a lens and a laptop computer and a wow. copy of Photoshop. Um, but I also booked five sessions off of that. I need you to start running sale. my family garage sales, Kara. <laughs> I know. I'm actually a beast <laughs> at garage sales. That's awesome. Uh, however, uh, yeah, so that was about 10 years ago. Uh, within three months, I booked my first wedding. My first year out, I booked 11 weddings. And I've continually grown since. Um, and now I operate a team of five women. Uh, we shoot about 70 weddings a year. 
all over the United States and internationally. So yeah, that's incredible. Quite a feat. What yes. a great success story too. You know, you talk about the American dream, right? That's it. Right. Let's have a garage sale, start a business, and boom! Now it's it's what you're doing full time. It is my thing, exactly. That's yes. awesome. Yes. So you've done an outstanding job of using social media to grow your business, and I don't know what what year did you start your business? Two thousand and. 10 essentially is okay. when it really so Facebook kind of was, really took was off. already on the scene by that point. It Social was. media was a thing. Mm-hmm. Has it played a significant role in helping people find you and, and learn about you or not? Oh, I would say it's the primary thing that has grown my business. Interesting. Absolutely. Uh, definitely with Facebook. Uh, the homemade business cards weren't the... You know, the- <laughs> maybe not. Um, no, but uh, with Facebook especially... It, I mean, first off, it's free. Yeah. And so it's right. free marketing, free advertising. And uh, the, you know, market that I was trying to reach are moms, uh, young moms, especially when I started as a family photographer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Um, and then as I grew my business and then grew a little bit more geared towards weddings, I obviously then transitioned to an Instagram based mm-hmm. uh, you know, marketing strategy just because that's where the majority of my brides are sure. and are looking. Sure. And it's really easy for me to using hashtags to drive the perfect bride to mm. what I'm wanting. You know, I, a couple years ago, I was really into rustic weddings. Yeah. So pretty easy to, to, you know, pop a hashtag of rustic wedding on there and then there's your ideal client. And so, sure. um, yeah, absolutely. It was the main factor and continues to be the main factor in what grows and keeps my business going. Do you spend any money in social media advertising at all, boosting posts or, or pe- any, any type of paid advertising plan or is it mostly organic? It, mostly organic. Okay. Every once in a while, I'll do a boosted post. If it's an image, I truly truly love or if I'm speaking freely here if it's maybe a client that um had some pretty high expectations and I'm trying just to sure. boost them a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, it helps to pay that extra five to $10 oh, yeah. to boost get a post, the exposure. Mm-hmm. get the exposure and maybe get just a few more likes on their photos, which kind of eases yeah. their yeah. expectations a little, if <laughs> yeah. you will. Yeah. So. No, that's a, that's a good strategy to take for right. sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. So of the networks that are out there, Facebook and, and Instagram, the primary ones that you're that you're working with? Yeah, I do use Snapchat uh, infrequently. Okay. Um, I've only booked a few brides from Snapchat, okay. but definitely more geared towards Facebook, Instagram. Um, I use Twitter, but only so I can follow celebrities, not sure. really that yeah. I do anything. Yeah. Um, but I've always kind of had this thought that pick two and, and excel at two. Don't that's necessarily sm- try to advice. excel at five or That's whatever. smart advice. Yes. I think a lot of times people get you know, kind of caught up in the newness of something and they're like, Oh great. Like I, I should jump into this and I should jump into that. And what it ends, what we end up finding at one fire is it ends up with you as your business, having a lot of accounts that don't get the attention that they need. And then they just sit there dormant and it makes your business look bad in the process. Absolutely. I also think it's kind of important, even though I'm not a, a girl that loves homework, I think it's important to do your homework. I think you really need to figure out who your target audience is and where they are Yeah. and, and really focus your time. So my Facebook page is definitely not as active as my Instagram page sure. because my target clients is there. are on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. What? Let's talk about hashtag strategy for a second. Where are you coming up with the hashtags you're using just from your own research? A little bit from my own research. I have done just some online research to kind of see what the most popular ones are. Um, and I also think for me personally, it's it's what I want. I'm not necessarily striving to be this published photographer. Yeah. I'm so I'm not tagging the knot and the wedding wire and sure. like a lot of other people are. Mm-hmm. I'm literally tagging who I want 
to be coming to me. So I'm tagging locations. Yeah. I'm tagging what I'm doing. Sure. Um, you know, where you want to travel. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's, those are yeah. the sorts of things that, cool. that I am trying to drive those hashtags. I'm literally using them to drive my ideal client to me. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's talk about this this work-life balance mix. And I know that there's a lot of advice from different people on different ways to do this. I know some photographers, and not just photographers, but small business owners that have separate, you know, separate accounts for business and they only post about business and then their personal life's like locked behind a door where they don't want anybody to see it. You've kind of taken a different approach to that though, right? I have. Yes. So absolutely. what does that look like and what what made you decide to kind of go that route? You know, um, as a photographer, I'm a visual person. So, of course, when I look at other people's threads and they're all, you know, aesthetically pleasing in yeah. colors and, <laughs> and whatnot, of, of course, I'm drawn to that and I, I love it. But for me, um, I ultimately decided that that wasn't the right decision for me. Um, I think that in my industry, in particular in photography, I feel like every five minutes a new photographer pops up. There's a lot of them. Oh, they're everywhere. Yes. And so my market is so incredibly saturated. I just got the new iPhone, Kara. So Uh, now you are are my new competition. Yes, you are. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, No, but, uh, you know, so because the market is so saturated, I think, of course, from a professional standpoint, I see the differences in our techniques and our style, but to a general consumer, even they are not going to differentiate that uh, sure. that professionalism, if you will. Sure. And so I feel like my only option is to differentiate using the one thing that nobody can copy, which is me. Your personality. My personality. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I mean, so I've you know, truly kind of held to that. And I want my brides to know who I am. Mm -hmm. I want my brides to know what I do. I want my brides to look at my feed and not necessarily see an aesthetically pleasing line of colors, but I want them to see a consistent theme of fun, Mm -hmm. of relationships, of love, of, you know, those things. And I mean, I market myself as a wedding photographer, somebody who's there to capture relationships. Yep. I think it's essential that I show, show that my off. own. Yeah. Exactly. That's smart. So that's kind of the, the route that I've taken. And I'm not going to lie. Every once in a while, as every good business owner should, I question that mm-hmm. decision. Yeah. Reevaluate. <laughs> um, I do. And it. I, you know, have my moments where I'm ready to just, you know, turn it all over and, and move all my personal to another one. And I ultimately always go back to this is working for me. You know, I, I I believe in this. I believe in this mantra, and and I've stuck with it. And it's nice. Even just this past weekend at a wedding, I walked in, and one of the bridesmaids said, "Oh, that picture of your daughter was so beautiful." <laughs> and you know, another yeah. bridesmaid say, "Hey, how's your basketball team that you're coaching That's doing?" Cool. And That's you know, cool. so these these people are relating to me, mm-hmm. right? And and so. I don't know that to me, that's not worth an aesthetically pleasing color palette. So, um, it's a great way to build a bond with your customers and future prospects. Absolutely. Maybe they feel more comfortable when they come into that initial meeting with you and things after they've already seen that. Well, and I think that's something too, that, you know, a lot of my clients, I don't necessarily have the luxury of meeting a lot of them before because I do shoot all over the U S and internationally. Many of my clients, I don't meet until literally the most important day of their life. And then I'm responsible for making sure they never forget it. And so, um, it's nice that we can kind of at least feel like we know each other a little bit based on that feed. So that's cool. So you, you're in a, in an industry that you have, um, you know, you have something that's, that's kind of unique in that visual content. You've got a ton of visual content to publish on social media. Too much, yes. Where a lot of, you know, a lot of um, other companies have to try and discover 
what are these things that I can post? You know, you've, you've got a, a constant flow of, of that. Is there any advice in, in maybe other industries or people that do have a lot of content? Like, how do you pick, how do you pick what you post? You know, where does that come from? And what's that mix like? And maybe it's just intuitive for you. Maybe you don't think through it as much, but Mm -hmm. like, how do you decide to post a picture of your daughter and how often do you do things like that versus, you know, the, the actual work of yours? Yeah. I'll be honest. I've been to many conferences where they have instructed us on that. And, you know, I've been told that in the top nine, which, you know, the first nine that you see on Instagram, that Mm -hmm. only one of the nine should be personal Mm -hmm. and only this. And Eh. All these ratios. All these ratios. All this <laughs> math, math stuff. Yeah. I, I hated math right. when I was in That's school. That's why you're a photographer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's not, not what I want to do. So literally, I don't care about any of that. I mean, if I feel compelled to post something, I post something. Like, I mean, I do plan stuff like taco day, national yeah. taco day. Like, yeah. I go find a wedding picture right. at the taco. But Smart. like, yeah, but I'm not, <laughs> I don't care necessarily about the ratios and all those other things. I really am just posting with what feels right at the time and what seems appropriate at the time and um, kind of just what I want to get out there. Um, for people with a ton of content, trust mm-hmm. me, I get it. I feel bad sometimes that I'm not posting more of somebody's beautiful wedding and sure. things like that. But again... There's so many beautiful weddings. How do you exactly, pick, right? right. And again, I think it goes back to, you know, just as other photographers, and I'm not judging them on that. I hope it doesn't come across that way. But just as they are very picky and particular in the images that they choose to keep their aesthetic beautiful, uh-huh. yeah, I'm pretty picky in the images that I choose because I want my feeling of my page to be fun mm. and relational. And so I am picky in that sense. Yeah, yeah. But but that's the only way I, I think would that's, say that's a neat approach. A yeah. neat, neat way to look at that, though. Yeah. So you've had some pitfalls on social media along the way, too. Um, learned some lessons the hard way that, that yeah. you know, maybe you could share some experience in when your your Facebook page got hacked, yes. right? Yes. So uh, when I began using Facebook, it was prior to starting a business. Okay. So I had used an email to set up that Facebook page and just, you know, use it to communicate with family and friends. I love ponies four, five, six. That was at exactly it. Exactly. <laughs> Gmail. Yeah. At Gmail. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, but then when I got a business, um, of course I added a business Facebook page mm-hmm. and I was operating my personal and my business Facebook page. Well, then my email started to get out of control. Yep. So, uh, as a as smart, it does. as it does. Yeah. So as a smart business move, I, that is something I divided and I made a new personal email, a new business email, mm-hmm. and I actually got rid of the old email that I used to use. Sure. Worked great for email. Uh, what I did not do was go on to my original Facebook page oh. and change that email. Um, so it was still set up as an admin of the page? Exactly. Okay. Um, I had deactivated that email with Yahoo, said mm-hmm. I don't even want that anymore, thought that it was gone. Yeah. Um, and what happened is two summers ago, a hacker... Um, who is obviously very skilled in this thing, uh, looks for devoid emails that are still connected with Facebook pages, Mm. ended up taking over my Facebook page, um, which in essence took over my personal, my business, and about five other pages from my church and school that I am the administrator of. Um, I lost access to all of that. Um, They also had access to too many other things that that original email was linked to. Sure. Um, so it was a process that was a hard lesson to learn. And, uh, you know, how long the, did it take you to clean that up? 
It took six weeks. Wow. And in the process of those six weeks, I lost a lot of business. Mm. I lost a lot of inquiries. Um, I actually, my reputation was definitely at fault because, not at fault, I'm sorry, at risk. Because, yes, because people would be contacting me and I wouldn't be getting back to them. Sure. Or the hacker was posing as me. Mm. And it, it just... What it did more than anything, did it affect my business? Absolutely. But what it really affected was my mind yeah. and my heart. Your trust. And absolutely. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, how much time as a business owner do we put into social media and doing the content yeah. and thinking about this and researching the hashtags and just all of that work that like I have spent countless time on. Yeah. Not to mention it's all your primary of marketing channel. Absolutely. For you. Yeah. And not to mention all those people that I have used their images mm. to sell my business. Oh my gosh, yeah. And all of a sudden I felt so responsible yeah. as a business owner that I had not only put all of me and all of that time in jeopardy, but all of those people in jeopardy. Mm. Um, and I did have some very concerned clients. Sure. I definitely had a bunch of people who were, you know, calling and saying, are, are my kids' pictures now in the control of some yeah. hacker? Are my boudoir pictures uh, in the control of some hacker? And yeah. uh, I've never, ever felt mm. more irresponsible as a business owner. Um, so, And that just uh, such a tiny little thing that you didn't even cross your mind that you needed to do. No, absolutely you know? not. No. Matter of fact, I... It might have crossed my mind, but I thought, oh, hey, good. I won't get all those 9 billion notifications yeah, to my they'll email. Keep going then, to fi- yeah. Right. They'll just go to some whatever, devoid email, and it'll be great. Yeah. Uh, yes, lesson learned. Um, through the process, I also really learned about all the other safety precautions that come on social media. Hmm. Not only social media, but anything that you do online. online. Yeah. Things like two-factor authentication. Facebook has a thing with three trusted contacts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I learned about... Th- the passwords and I, I, I kind of knew all of that, but yeah. man, it really hits you in the head. And so definitely what I've done since then, um, it took six weeks. Uh, there was not customer service at Facebook. The only way that I got it back was because one of my clients happened to have a friend who was a lawyer at Facebook. Ooh, Literally wow. the only way. You got lucky there. Super lucky. Um, so otherwise I never would have gotten it back. Um, and so I've tried to use it in a positive light and train, educate other businesses, other people. I just spoke at a business meeting yesterday to a group of professionals about how to protect themselves online. And so it's kind of become a a side passion of mine to, to help protect small business owners so that the same thing doesn't happen to them that happened to me. Because like I said, did it affect my business? Absolutely. Did it rock me a little to the core? Mm. Absolutely. So that's kind of where I stand on that. Yeah. So when you're ready for a good book deal, you let me know and we'll, we'll bring you back on. We can talk about the fantastic when it, when it hits Amazon. Okay. So I guess to kind of wrap things up, Kara, do you have advice for other small businesses on getting started in the social media space or lessons learned in terms of anything from publishing to, you know, password protection, anything that you could kind of leave people with? Uh, in terms of how how they could maybe you know use social media effectively to grow their business the way that you have, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the number one thing that I would recommend for sure, especially for people who are going to be using content, visual content, photos, even stories or testimonies of other people that mm-hmm. 
if you're ever using anybody else to sell you, make sure you're doing your due diligence and protect mm. them first. Sure. Especially photographers. Make sure that you're protected so that your pages aren't at risk of being in the hands of someone else. And once you're protected uh, and ready to roll, I always think, even though it sounds cliche, consider your why. Like, mm. if you are in this business because you believe in bettering you know, the environment, then by all means, make sure that your pages reflect that. Hmm. If you are in an industry like I am, where I am focused on capturing relationships, then by all means, show your relationships. I mean, I guess I feel like just be true to, to your why and make sure that your content is showing that. And, you know, just like the advice I give my kids, just be you. <laughs> I think that's essential. Yep. Just be you. Yeah. Um, and that in and of itself will sell you. Awesome. Kara, thanks for taking the time today. Absolutely. I'll buy you a coffee before you're out of here, okay? (laughs) I know. I'm I'm good, actually. (laughs) Had a little too much already. (laughs) Yeah. It's the Grow Up Podcast. Um, We'll put links into the show notes to Kara's stuff so you can check out her social media. And uh, thanks for joining us. We'll talk again next week. Thanks for listening to Grow Up. For more information about the topics discussed in today's show, visit onefire.com slash grow up. This has been a One Fire production.